Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these are episodes about some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. A home away from home. Mr. P was a grizzled veteran from the Vietnam War whom I met through the Veterans Administration, or VA, hospital during my time there. He was part of an enlisted crew whose families had been in the military for generations. And many of these men had grown up in communities where the itinerant nature of military life was a regularity, and they had learned the importance of depending on your service for many, many things. I remember Mr. P told me he'd done several jobs in the Army, including driver, cook, and mechanic, and that his military time was the most productive of his life. It seemed that what he meant about being productive referred to working a full-time job with the benefits of housing and meals and a regular income as opposed to his subsequent time after he put in his 20, as he said, which were catch-as-catch-can jobs in construction or cleaning or other odd jobs that he demurred about discussing. I don't like brainy jobs, he said to me. I want to work, go home, have a few beers, and not think about it, you know? He'd never married, although he'd lived with a number of women, all of whom tired of him after some period, and he'd spent time in the street or various shelters during harder times. Mr. P. both smoked and drank significant amounts, and on one time where he had passed out, he'd been discovered by the local authorities breathing from the air, and he'd been taken to our VA emergency department as a precaution, which is where many of the staff had met him. For Mr. P., this was a particularly fortuitous event. The VA hospital tends to have a camaraderie within each ward, with patients tending to come back again and again. That's how the staff gets to know a lot of these men, and now women. Their chronic problems resurface, and while the doctors and nurses try their best to get the patients to comply with their medications or other therapies, often the ravages of war, issues socially and physically, and a conceptual level of invulnerability often complicates these former soldiers' lives, resulting in readmission. Hence. Many of the patients know each other, having times met in the hospital for various ailments, and there'd be kind of a men's club while the patients were waiting for one test or another, getting together where convenient, from where the wheelchairs were kept on the floor to an abandoned gang shower where the staff would turn a blind eye to the various inpatients smoking, either conventionally or through their tracheostomies, alternating their external microphones to talk and inhaling that oh-so-needed cigarette. Mr. P. often held court in these settings. He was gregarious, and everyone liked him and his demeanor. He had an endless supply of graphic jokes, which were repeated and passed along, and for some reason, he was always the one with tobacco products, which he was quite generous with. Mr. P. was admitted most times for congestive heart failure, aggravated by high salt in his diet and a liver that wasn't functioning at all well due to the years of fairly hard drinking. While he lived outside the shelters in the city and in, and in a small apartment, it was literally across the street from the hospital, and perhaps that was intentional given his need to come back with significant shortness of breath. We'd admit him, get the water off his lungs, as well as his legs with drugs called diuretics, and try to have the dietitians help give him better choices of meals to avoid and the salt load to decrease that was no doubt contributing to his fluid imbalance. After a week or so, at least in those days, he'd be reasonable enough to discharge with a supply of medications, instructions on diet, and at least a modicum of being able to breathe during walking. And almost for sure, 
at some point in time, we see Mr. P back in the ED, starting the cycle once again. One day after rounding on our patients, we had gotten Mr. P's echocardiogram results, showing that his heart output had decreased a fair amount since his last admission. I went to go talk to him, stopping off in his room, where, of course, he wasn't there. And so I headed over to the gang shower, where the guys waiting for their tests usually hung out. Mr. P was indeed there, sitting in a wheelchair brought over the threshold of the now unused shower, where he was laughing. I interrupted him and asked to speak to him, which he allowed, asking, can you help me get this wheelchair into the hall? To which I struggled while Mr. P used his edematous legs as much as he could. I told Mr. P his heart was getting worse and that he couldn't keep avoiding taking his medications, our advice on diet and lifestyle changes, lest his heart function would continue to decline to where we might not be able to help him. Mr. P let out an enormous laugh. This is why I remember him so well. You're kidding, right, Doc? I frowned, asking him what he meant. Doc, do you know what I do after I leave here? I go down to O'Teal's, just down the street. I order corned beef, cabbage, and sausage. Two beers, and I go to town on them. Damn good. I started to tell Mr. P that this was totally counterproductive, and that this was just getting him back into the hospital. Doc, you don't get it, huh? I want to be back here. Not only does that corned beef and beer taste fantastic, but it gets me back here with my fellows, you know? So I get the bonus. I eat what I want, and I end up back here. I was at a loss for words. I never expected Mr. P, or any other patient for that matter, to want to be back in the hospital. But I sort of got it. Mr. P had been a career serviceman. He'd been shipped here and there, taken care of, done jobs, and been housed and fed all by the military. Being in the hospital was just like that. We were taking care of him. He was getting the social aspect of other military folks to whom he had a unique relationship. It was like, as he called it, being in. So we were going to have Mr. P continuously being admitted while he, whether he knew it or not, slowly worsened his heart function by putting himself into failure again and again. I thank Mr. P for his candor, wheeled him back to the shower, and let him be with his fellows. After thinking a while, it was clear we couldn't let Mr. P slowly kill himself with corned beef and cabbage, as well as those extra sausages that he was so happy to get. I spoke with a social worker, and she came up with a brilliant solution. We'd get Mr. P to one of the veterans' homes, where he'd be with similar types of former servicemen. This would allow him to get his medications, structure his meals, and enjoy the camaraderie he so desired, and avoid both the readmissions and probably actually improve his health. While it took some time to get Mr. P a spot, eventually he was able to move into one of those homes, and we broke the corned beef and cabbage cycle of readmissions, creating a more stable home for him outside of the VA hospital. Thank you very much for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.